0: I'm Orlando.
1: I'm Ricardo Deacon.
0: And you're listening to The Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to recommend a film the other has not seen. We watch it and then we meet to discuss it. You're listening to Dublin Digital Radio. This week's film is Terms of Endearment from 1983. Yes. <laughs> a two hour and 12 minute movie. <laughs> and the synopsis is widow aurora greenway and her daughter emma have a strong bond but emma marries teacher flap horton against her mother's wishes which is the best name ever when they first said it i was like is that are they saying flap (laughs) when the marriage grows sour (laughs) when the marriage grows sour due to flaps cheating emma eventually splits from him returning to her mother who's involved with a former astronaut (laughs) soon emma learns that her (coughs) that she has Jesus, this is spoilerific. Soon Emma learns that she has terminal cancer. In the hospital, supported by Aurora, she tries to make peace with Flap and her children. So, the entire movie then. Um. (laughs) That's not a synopsis,
1: that's a plot summary.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The film was directed by James L. Brooks, produced by James L. Brooks, screenplay by James L. Brooks, based on Terms of Endearment by Larry McMurtry. No, Larry. McMurtry. Like, meh by Larry McMurtry starring Shirley MacLaine Deborah Winger Jack Nicholson Danny DeVito I was like
2: is that Danny DeVito
0: Um, Danny DeVito and John Lithgow uh, who is adorable (laughs) music by Michael Gore cinematography by Andre Barkovic Barkovic edited by Richard Marks and this week's film was picked by Ricardo yes Ricardo why did you pick this film
1: well, uh, first of all, uh, I picked this movie. It, it has been in my list to pick. And it's a weird uh, history. It's one of those things. Remember the, the movie channels that I always refer to that I had in the Uruguay? Yeah. They were like seminal in my early cinema <laughs> watching this. What age were you when you saw this? Uh, I was 12. And, uh, <laughs> Inappropriate. <laughs> and uh, what, the only thing that I remembered of the movie... Until because I only seen it that time before watching it this time. <laughs> the only thing that I really take a
0: lot of risks in that sense, like
2: Jesus yeah. Christ.
1: The 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 only thing that I remembered watching that uh, from watching that movie was crying a solid half an hour after <laughs> the movie was, was over. And uh, like uh, I was um, like meaning to watch it again and stuff, and I was meaning to pick a Jack Nicholson movie. I nearly picked a uh, Paul Schmidt. Yeah. Uh, instead of this it was just his birthday I think yeah yeah like uh, but uh, for some reason I, I started watching like a lot of Jack Nicholson films recently and mm. it's like uh, like this is not a Jack Nicholson film but it has a really good Jack Nicholson performance mm. Jack but,
0: Nicholson who already looks old yeah he already looks middle aged it's yeah, come like, on,
1: Nicky. like he, he always look like you see like five easy pieces and <laughs> <laughs> he's already bent the hairline <laughs> but um, he's uh, already bent the uh recently like uh my brother watched it with my mom and uh recently yeah like about two weeks ago (laughs) and uh uh, my mom was like yeah I cried for half an hour after the movie and I was like yeah I'm gonna pick it and I'm just gonna go with it risk it for a biscuit as they would say <laughs> as you would say uh, I'm very happy that I did because uh, it, for one it was kind of a safe bet because I like James O. Brooks as a yeah. director I really like broadcast yeah, news
0: yeah I fucking love broadcast news so.
1: and also the the author of the novel Lyra McMurtry I didn't know back in the day but he's like one of my favorite writers as well what uh, else is he doing? he did uh, a last picture show and uh, he also oh. wrote uh, lonesome dove that oh. also is an Jesus. absolute tearjerker
0: that's quite prolific isn't it uh,
1: and uh, lonesome dove is uh, the tv miniseries. Mm. is absolutely brilliant hmm. and it's uh, with tommy it's one of those first ones that are like proper cinematically great that they got it's uh, with Tommy Lee Jones and Robert mm. Duvall as the main characters, and it has Tommy like Jones. a young Chris Cooper in it as a mm. uh, prominent <laughs> role. Uh, it is uh, like again, it's like very broad and the thing with Larry Mark Murture as well is that Lonesome Dove goes into a lot of the backstories of the characters, mm. and that he wrote prequels but changed the story, and it's like no, it was <laughs> perfect already. <laughs> oh, no. But uh, one of those novels is uh, by, I didn't read it, but by all accounts, has one of the best endings. The, like, they're chasing some dude, and the, uh, like, the Tommy Lee Jones character is the Tommy Lee Jones night? character. <laughs> uh, like, the Tommy Lee Jones character is, like, well, it's not a spoiler because the novel came after the, the first novel. Mm-hmm. So, for one, I'm not going to ruin it because you don't know what I'm talking about, but like, it's that they're just <laughs> chasing a guy, and the guy gets away. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, Tommy Lee Jones is the Tommy Lee Jones character, and Robert Duvall is the Robert Duvall <laughs> character. You know, like they're perfectly cast. And the uh, uh, Robert Duvall character goes because he's happy as Larry kind of guy. He goes, "Oh yeah, uh, looks like the fun is over." And the Tommy Lee Jones character just growls at him and goes, "It is over, and it wasn't fun." <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's like such a good button to end a, a novel. Cut to black. But the reason that I'm saying so much about the novel is that this is, like, even though I haven't read the book, mm. it seems like a perfect adaptation. That it works as a film, but it has that depth that very few films has about characters and in their lives and, mm. like, psychology of the characters. Uh, I really, like, I really like Shirley MacLaine. I think that she's a very underrated uh, actress. Mm. Uh,
0: I don't think I've seen her in enough stuff, actually. Yeah,
1: like, I, I like the thing is that, like, she started really... Like, she was in a Hitchcock movie, I think that, that was her first movie, and then she was in The Apartment. What and, Hitchcock movie is she in? Ah, uh, I can't remember now. Uh, I remember watching it. I don't think she's the main character in it, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she's in that then she was in The Apartment Mm. which is like seminal film which I haven't seen neither have I Uh, and somehow (laughs) uh, but I really really like her in uh, Some Came Running the Frank Sinatra movie she won Mm. the Oscar for that one as well Uh, and I think she's absolutely fantastic she won the Oscar for this yeah, yeah for Best Actress i love every single performance in this movie as well like uh, john lithgow as you mentioned is perfect it's like the john lithgow role like before <laughs> yes. he became like a villain in cliffhanger that's why i can't see him in cliffhanger be like the mustache twirling no. villain
0: Not after you see him where he like whenever they're like going to the house and he picks her up which yeah. is such a great shot as well because you realize how tall he is
1: i really like deborah winger <clears throat> like uh, jeff daniels is absolutely perfect in the role He's in this so movie young. Uh, uh, like Jack Nicholson gives a perfect performance and I think it's so heartwarming the relationship. And I thought that you'd particularly enjoy that. Mm. I think that it's one of those films that nobody's perfect and everybody has their flaws. Yeah. Uh, that makes their relationships even more interesting and them as characters interesting. And you also have like the, the reasons for them to be as flawed as they are, are there. Mm. But you kind of have to analyze it as you do with other people. So it feels like uh, Ebert in his review of the movie says that it it was amazing to watch a Hollywood movie that is still a Hollywood movie, but Mm -hmm. it didn't feel untrue. And everybody feels like full-bodied people. Yeah. And it's amazing to see a love story that is really the love stories between the mother and daughter. Yeah. And I think that I also really enjoy it because it's clearly similarly to what Todd Haynes did with Far From Heaven and uh, Carol, Mm. is that this is very much... Planting uh, A Douglas Sirk movie In the mm-hmm. Decade That it was made mm-hmm. Like there's so much In common with I did uh, think
0: a lot About Sirk actually Yeah
1: Like it, it is a melodrama And uh, I think Since you really enjoyed Imitation of life I, I And you have problems With the 80s I think that it was like A, <laughs> a nice way I have
0: problems With the 80s
1: But I, th- I thought There would be like A nice kind of Film to discuss I really like Even though it's a tragedy What I loved About this movie as well Like especially Rewatching it now it's how how the tragedy comes from nowhere like it does in life. Mm. It's not like there's nothing in the beginning of the movie that leads you to think that that's going to be the ending of the movie. And that's mm-hmm. why it makes that moment even more emotional. But it doesn't emotional. feel...
0: It, it's not jarring, though, yeah. like all the mad shit that happens necessarily. Yeah, beca- yeah
1: because it is that kind of life that... It like disease, unfortunately, just like gets in the middle of life. Yeah. There's no uh, unless you have a long standing uh, disease, like if you have something that you had since you were a child or something yeah. that it just comes in out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. then everybody's life changes around it. And I think the, the movie captures that perfectly, how intrusive a diagnosis like that, even if it's not terminal, mm-hmm. the a diagnosis like that has everything
0: has to stop for it.
1: And I, even though it is emotional and use whereas it's emotion and it's leaves, it never becomes untrue. At the same time, it's mm. heightened, but not untrue. And I really in the way
0: of imitation of life as well.
1: Yeah, and I, I absolutely love like the goodbye scenes as well. When the kids come in, like it destroys me the way that is like I know that you love me, and the kid doesn't tell her. Mm. But like the finality is there that she's such a good mom that oh, she...
0: shernie McLean slaps that Wayne. Jesus, yeah. that's like...
1: But like it feels like, oh yeah, it feels like a slap in the face yeah. in the movie. But it, it gets you because you're like... You're so emotional. You get her. Yeah, like you're you're yeah, in the yeah. same state oh, no, of mind it makes that she's complete,
0: in. It makes complete sense. Like, but it is. You're like whoa.
1: And then it also <clears> has the, <throat> the a perfect denouement as well in the movie, like uh, the ending, like with Jack Nicholson, like trying to be like the guy that he couldn't be, kind of thing. Yeah. And I love how everybody's. Like, like they're all just intersecting in each other's lives. They're really like only Shirley MacLaine, Scar- Aurora mm. and M are really tied to each other. It's kind of everybody else is there by choice kind yeah. of thing or by family ties or whatever. And I, I I, really like the depiction of their the marriage as well, because it's a very honest depiction of a failed marriage Mm. that there's very few films that would do that and for all his flaws flap is not a generically bad guy either Mm. it's just that he's not compatible with a m either yeah and not to defend um uh out of marriage affairs uh, extramarital affairs Mm. it is in, in a way it's much better than being a drunk father yeah it's much better than being a violent husband Mm. it's just somebody that doesn't have that barrier let's say and I think that it's almost interesting that when they get caught initially it was just before mm. the affair would begin but like that doesn't make it better because it was gonna happen and it happens afterwards the
0: intention is there very yeah. clearly I love that whenever he's got the baby strapped to him.
1: yeah yeah chasing her <laughs> you
0: don't realize and then he turns around he's like oh no and you're like oh my god your fucking baby is there
1: and uh, I, I, I love Deborah Winger in this role as well like it, it, it is again it's like a film that, without having Shirley MacLaine, that's why I think that like she's the best actress. Let's say hmm. is that M's character is so formed because of Aurora that you see every mistake and decision that she makes is hmm. either in a in in certain way in agreement to something that Aurora did, or as a repudiation. Even the, her choice of husband, yeah. even her choice it's of rebellion. what to do, in. yeah, and. Uh, And also, I think it's like part of it is like that uh, scene, like one of the best scenes that I've seen in a long time. And obviously I didn't remember or wouldn't have noticed because I was too young to notice is the (laughs) opening scene that uh, the Aurora goes to Anne's bedroom because the baby's crying and you can hear the dad in the background. Saying, don't wake her up every time. Because she goes to wake her up. Yeah. Because she uh, she thinks that she, <laughs> the baby might be dead or whatever. It's so ridiculous. And then she just leaves. And then starts crying and then she leaves. <coughs> and when they move into uh, it's the same Nebraska, yeah, yeah. she's going to do the same. Mm-hmm. And then she changes her mind and comes back. And it's such a subtle little moment and callback that it's not like making itself aware. But then it's when you realize it makes sense everything i love the production design as well in the movie like just the amount of books they like jeff daniels has <laughs> yeah. and like the that little apartment upstairs is kind of like that kind of ideal for like idealized you know you know even in uh ghost story yeah they have like a similar apartment and stuff it's like the, Actually, the, 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 yeah. marriage, uh, the first home kind oh, of God, thing i
0: really loved ghost story yeah I, so good
1: I, I love that movie as well. Uh, so
0: sad. That movie really got me. Like, Jesus. Oh,
1: yeah. It's one of the most melancholic Jesus movies Christ, ever. Jesus Christ, yeah. And, uh, um, and it shares a lot with this, I Yeah, think. it, it like, actually does. That's like, a really
0: good comparison. Also, I don't know why we didn't talk more about Ghost Room. We were talking about wildlife. Yeah. Because there's definitely comparisons there as well. Like, it's interesting.
1: And uh, also, like, uh, Casey Affleck is a poor man. Jake, you Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, that but was conflicting as
0: Casey Affleck
1: is, but this uh, this movie also uh, in in like it's a movie that gets every little detail perfect. Like her garden is genius. Yeah. Like the choice of car for uh, for <laughs> Jack, Jack Nicholson's, Nicholson's <laughs> character, but even the way that they do. Uh, aurora's eyelashes yeah it's completely like character like everything is one of those movies like we also picked it because we have this thread thrown during the podcast of picking directorial debuts yeah and i thought that it's like few films that has like somebody just comes in and knows exactly what he's doing yeah
0: you feel the weight of his career before this, though. Yeah. Like, he really, it feels very like professional. Yeah. You know, it's very.
1: But it doesn't feel workman either. Yeah. Like, it, no, it has no. memorable images and stuff. But again, like the use of color and uh, locations and stuff so is very dog- circular circ- Like the the, the whole her- the motel her- swimming pool when uh, when Jack Nicholson is in the staircase, <laughs> like, it just goes, Aurora. My heart melts every time. <laughs> <laughs> like just thinking her about. Your character just
2: did a little like. <gasps>
1: And, like, I think that it's one of those movie. Like, I absolutely love this movie. Yeah. It was hilarious watching it with Alex because she hated it. Really? But, yeah, yeah.
0: Fascinating.
1: Uh, Why? I, uh, well, like, I uh, will get to it when, uh, like, I don't know if... Like, I presume you liked it because if you, you like Douglas Sirk, so... Uh, it, it, it is <laughs> Never 80s Douglas Sirk. But, like... Yeah, Douglas Sirk in the 80s. Like, I think that, like, even... The, Yeah, like I really, really like this movie and there's like so much to get through, like even depiction of America in the 80s and the way that like this movie, it feels both timeless and very much of its time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just wanted to to discuss it with you. So, uh, without further ado, what did you think of uh, Terms of Endearment?
0: Terms of Endearment. Which is funny, because if you Google Terms of Endearment without the date, like, without the year, a load of Terms of Endearment just come up in different yeah. languages. it's <laughs> like, oh, oh, no Google. No Google, sorry. Um, Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, this is an odd one. Um, I, like, I had no idea what to expect, because, like, because um, I knew the name. That was so funny, is that, like, I, I was like... I know that name. And I was like, hold on, the fucking Simpsons. I was like, that's so funny. Like that po- it popped up into my head immediately because it's like having spent so many years watching the Simpsons and that like that name all the time coming up and then obviously like, I was like, oh yes, I'm broadcast news and like he doesn't have a very, like he didn't, he's done like maybe six films or something. Yeah. He doesn't want like as, as director. Um, but, uh, and I, I love like broadcast news has a very special place in my heart. And I think like, a lot of people haven't seen it but don't yeah. realise that they kind of have seen it because that movie is so quotable and like you know the whole thing is like I said here it shows up there you know what I mean there's so many things in that movie and even like there's so many comparisons with that in this of like how he deals with his female characters as well and um, of like people who are kind of like just a little bit you know you know manic let's yeah. say but not in a like irritating fashion like the in broadcast news like she's ridiculous but completely believable and so endearing endearing Um, but yeah God Maybe. Actually, I really want to watch that now. But um, yeah, so like, I think though, like, to be honest... Um, this- oh no, no. I wrong. No, Hold on.
1: No. Uh, I'm going to walk away <laughs> now before it gets worse.
0: This is it. episode 120, we're done. Um, yeah, like, I didn't get off to the best start with this film. I was like... Okay, I was like, okay, okay. Because like this movie just sort of starts and it starts with like a montage basically of like time of like her childhood and all the way up, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, you're kind of bombarded by what are very large characters, right? So, and you know, you could describe them as cookie, let's say like the scene never the day before her wedding I was like, I'm not, I'm not gelling with this at all, where she's like with her friend and then she like talks, because you don't know them yet, you know yeah. what I mean? You're kind of like, what are...? and I was like, oh no, is this going to irk the shit out of me? And I sat in there, and I had a glass of wine, and I was like, Ugh. Um, yeah, but it's funny, like, it's, a, it's a mad, it's a mad opening, it all it all feels a bit much, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but like, <laughs> the funny thing about this film is that, cause it's, not, it's not short, it's like, you're yeah. weirdo, you're there with just these people for quite a long amount of time through an awful lot of their lives so like basically their entire lives like all like from her birth all the way up to her death literally so of what is you know, obviously a life cut short let's say and but all the things and all the transformations between all the people um, around her and like it really it really is a grower because <laughs> like like you you go through so much with them um and you like you get you learn so much about them about their personalities about how they how they deal with different things that by the end of it you are so invested (laughs) like because like this is a funny movie that somehow manages to get away with the cancer storyline and I think that is quite integral to why this film works because like when you lay that out and it's like she's like oh she's like young but it sounds awful it really does and i am so, i am so against just shoving cancer in films this is think the movie
1: that, that still magnolia wanted to be but
0: like this is the movie that any movie that has a fucking cancer suffering yeah. character wants to be like movies do not deal with terminal illness well like rarely and cancer is a particular one and movie cancer pisses me off so much because it's like if anybody who knows who's ever known anybody who's had cancer it's fucking awful and like by the end of it like There's a real thing of like goodbyes as well because like pretty whenever someone knows they're gonna die, that it's like you have to keep doing the day to day stuff of like you know you're still alive, but at the same time like you know that you have to like end all these things with people that are not ready and you're not ready and blah blah blah. It's not a very it's not a pretty thing. You know what I mean? So it's like there's like the way that they deal with it in this because there's so many other things around the relationships of like you know you obviously she's gotten she's grown closer with her mother, but at the same time like even with Flap as well, is that, like, at the end of the day, it's not like, oh, I love you, I'll take care of the kids, you know what I mean? Because he's not that guy, you know what I mean? It's like that line whenever he's like, I never thought I'd be the guy who'd walk away from my children. It's like, he doesn't want to do it, but he knows that he's not
1: he's not uh, he's not able he's not yeah. he's not
0: equipped you know what I mean? yeah. he's not equipped for one child never mind a fucking burgeoning teenager you know what i mean and like oh the little middle kid as well it's oh god that that could give a fucking barnstormer of a yeah. performance like oh my god um but even how they interact and stuff is really good as well because he's clearly much you know he's he's younger so he doesn't understand the dynamics of like the, the first kid he's like having to had. Deal with these fucking two people who don't, you know what I mean? He just can't get it together for his entire life. Um, so it's it's an interesting contrast, I think. But um, yeah, like I, the key of this is obviously the the central performance of the mother and daughter, and like the development of it, and like the connection. The connection that you you have, like, not just with... Because obviously, like, every parent and their child and their children, there's always a connection throughout your life that, like, develops. And as you move on to start your life and your family and everything, like, things develop and change. But there's something really interesting about the fact that she's a single mother and only has, like, they only have each other. You know, obviously, there's other people around them, but that that's a bond that no matter how much they fight, no matter how crazy they are, they're always going to have that connection because it was only them for so much of their lives. And even like, you can see from the beginning that Aurora is very, 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 very attached to her. Um, So yeah, like fuck me though. This is a movie that really passes the Bechdel test. Like, Obviously, there's an awful lot of talking about relationships and men and everything, but... And I don't, you know... I don't talk about the Bechdel test that much, but obviously it's a very flawed concept. But the idea that this is 1983, and I think the reason why... Not just because it's a melodrama, and, you know, definitely Todd Haynes, but that there's so much Cirque in this. But also, the great thing about Cirque was that he had great female characters. Yeah, And, you know, the films turned around them. Like, they weren't just, you know, like, wives or whatever. And, like... It wasn't just that, like, men are bad either. Like, that's not the key of this film is that everybody is flawed. Everybody is a fucking disaster. Like, and, as the, you know, the only way that you ever get through things is by, you know, your family and your connections and everything. And I like as well their connection with the other characters as well, because, I mean, like, her friend... Like, that whole, that's really, like, the way that's handled, because obviously there's a whole part of the film where she's not in it. Yeah. But that idea of, like, someone who you're just, you've had that connection with, so when you come back years later, it doesn't matter because you're still kind of the same. And, like, whenever Flap calls and she's just like, oh, hi, Flap. (laughs) It's like, you know, it's it's like the years, the years fall away and you feel like they're they're in their bedroom again. And,
1: and then you have like that that thing that happens sometimes, especially when you're like uh, M and her are that they're from a small town and then somebody goes somewhere else. Yeah. The, uh, M can't relate to her friends. Yeah. But she still can relate to her friend. Yeah. That's but, like, a that great... Connection, that scene is yeah. so great it's because... It's a
0: way of like how subtle it is that she's put down because she doesn't have a job. Yeah. Like it's just a small thing and then the turn then of them being like, oh, you're so great. She's like, why the fuck did you tell them about the cancer? you know what I mean it's like I'm not here to be pitied but then then whenever they go to the party and she literally hangs herself laughing because she's just like I can't believe you just did that thing and she's just like haha you know it's like it's a great it's a great connection because it's like you see these new friends that she's made and it's like it's got nothing on this because it's yeah. like they properly grew up together and you know what I mean and just having the same outlook of having grown up in a small town as well it kind of it,
1: it's that scene in the beginning yeah. like that it, it captures it perfectly when uh, she goes I, do you want to go say goodbye to my mom?" and she's like I, I don't fe- I don't think I have it in me today <laughs> and I think uh, it's the, the, like that friendship that you can be that
0: honest yeah, to your no, friend going your mother's like mother's no. insane
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, I do like that as well that you know everyone has this idea of Aurora that she's this like just domineering nutcase you know what I mean it's a like lonely woman with like all these odd men around her and like just trying to control her daughter's life and everything and at, at the beginning you get that that it's like oh okay it's obviously it's gonna be a kind of a caricature of this kind of like overbearing mother-in-law or whatever but like the the thing that really gets it is the Jack Nicholson connection because. Like, she's so, like, oh, God, she's got such great lines. But, like, that first thing when he's, like, leaning over, leaning over the, the fence, chatting to her, and she's just having none of us. Yeah. And then, like, the idea of, like, years pass, and she comes back, and she's, like, right. Because, like, the whole way through the movie... Oh, do we, you want to do lunch? Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, oh, uh, okay. And, like, oh, God, the most ridiculous. Like, that whole scenario is... Like, this movie, is full, it's so goofy. Like, it's just... Yeah. But it keeps getting cut by character development, by, like of like moments of truth within the characters so you're like because like that i mean was you lay that out because i think this is a movie with a lot of sections a lot of scenes where on their own they don't quite they wouldn't stand together they wouldn't really work but because as a whole the whole thing together like because he's balancing like the comedy and like the the drama so well and it's really like but i love that that jack nicholson thing as well because that's when you really start to get like her side Like her and their life Her Of like the idea that she, You know she's Been like basically alone Since her husband died For like so many years Of like And she has this lovely house And this lovely life And whatever and, But at the same time like of like how just the little moments of her whenever she's like you know in her like lingerie or whatever or like in her like sexy nighty and you can see her kind of looking at herself in the mirror kind of being like you know oh my god you know of, of like and the fact that whenever she talks to Emma about it that you know she hasn't had sex in so long that she's like afraid again you know what I mean it, yeah. like, it, it's like it's the connection that they have that they're able to have that conversation and yeah. stuff is like and like it's just oh my god whenever she's like that whenever she sleeps with them and like Emma rings her and then she's like
2: oh my god so proud of
0: you you know it's like it's such a like
1: yeah and jack nicholson just opens his eyes it's such a subtle kind of like (laughs) what the fuck did (laughs) i get into
0: yeah yeah jack nicholson was not ready at that point um for what he was getting into and i think the moment whenever because the thing is is that she's so pragmatic about it as well because she's pragmatic about everything even though like she's obviously still you know an emotional person but she's kind of been sort of squashing that for so long that whenever he like breaks up with her she's yeah i know you know I, but whenever i love the,
1: he... that bit as well that she just says i love you it's like what are you gonna yeah. say about yeah i love you? that
0: so much she's just like no you're not gonna he's like oh i thought i got away with that one she's like well no he didn't i was like that's fucking so great um but no whenever they pull up on the car and he's like oh hello i'm blah, blah, blah. and then he just slowly backs away into his eyes it's so good
1: <laughs> like homer <laughs> yeah, in the head <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i was
0: like this is still perfect of uh, just being like, oh my god!
3: <laughs> it is
1: amazing. Of like James, like you, you can tell that James uh, L. Brooks was an actor before he became a director because he's like an actor's director. Yeah. And I think that it's so hard to get what he gets out Jack Nicholson, especially in that era, like the Batman era. Almost <laughs> that, like that it was about like about this time is when Jack Nicholson became Jack Nicholson. Yeah, that he started doing the fucking. To a lesser extent, oh, the, the, the Johnny Depp thing yeah. that is like oh, or, or the Al Pacino thing that yeah. you hire the Jack eyebrows killed. yeah. That yeah. even though like he's still like uh, that, my mom mentioned is like something uh, the something's gotta give is the same performance <laughs> as this. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I think that this what this movie has with the Jack Nicholson character. So that is in the screenplay. Part is that there's so much pathos to his character. Yeah, that
0: the, is, the I think the the astronaut thing is really interesting. Yeah, because you think at the start that it's it's just a tacked-on thing yeah. of like oh you know like I'm this like and it's like oh he's like had this like
1: and it's Houston as well. So, yeah, like, yeah, it
0: make, yeah. That like it all makes sense and everything. But at the start you're kind of like you know oh you know they're not going to delve into that it's just this kind of of like oh we had this glamorous life and now he's like you know this aging guy trying to hold on to like the glamour of like being a young astronaut and how like by the time in like 1983 everyone's like we don't give a fuck about you yeah you know what i mean like that's you know it's kind of interesting but it's a way of like how he describes like having the hawaii has all the pictures up and she's so like coding about it and he's like it's not about you know it's like that was such a big part of like who he is and like also the the the
1: the, the true fact that he says I think the line is like there's only uh, there's only been hundred and thirty astronauts. Why wouldn't I be yeah like displaying that that? like
0: what did he say? He's like um we never talked about how great it was as if they were in this weird because it
1: was like a job. It was like you had to do this and that you didn't look out the window like in the movies that it's like oh my God Earth is so beautiful. No
0: you're like okay we gotta fucking
2: run
1: all these Yeah yeah And and also it's like him saying that we all felt it but we felt that would be silly if yeah. you shared that yeah, thought because it's with like somebody else because
0: it's the fucking 60s and it's like yeah and that
1: mirrors down those emotions and that completely mirrors his relationship with aurora that like he can't admit it. like he's still doing the job like clicking yeah. the things that he needs to click but he can't admit how great it is yeah and I think it's so perfect. Even like that scene when he comes in with the two girls, and he's like, and he's drunk, uh-huh. and they're like, "When we heard that you were that we we're gonna go out with an astronaut, we were expecting something completely different, not just this worn-out old man." Yeah, and it just you realize that you the same as beauty that you like at some stage just the money and your profession or yeah. whatever. Oh yeah, like I really like. The character, like even the something that like you're saying that would be very, very silly in other movies, like mm. the suitors, like at the end that like Jack Nicholson yeah. is friends with them. But also it's like so sad because it's Texas Cath it like ultra religious center of America. Houston, what is not now, it's like 80s Houston. Yeah. So if you're a widower and you're respectable. Yeah. You can't go to a younger person. Yeah. And everybody else at that era that is your age has been married or is a widow. Yeah. Because it's not respectable to go with somebody that's been divorced. Yeah. So they're all like they see Shirley McLean as their only like choice kind of thing. But then afterwards, it's kind of like it becomes like a companion group that they get in first as suitors. Yeah. But then it's like, I oh, yeah, no, somewhere. Yeah. And then it's like somewhere to have dinner and like companionship and maybe like get a kiss every so often. <laughs> you know, like I do
0: like, I think the, the way that they handle like, um, even like her sexuality as well of like, cause it's mad. It's like the, the like the portrayal of this kind of relationship of like, you know, people who are middle aged is like something that is so, so rarely done. And the way that like, you know, it's, she, you can know, you know what I mean, like you see her desire. So like, I love that as well. Whenever she like fucking like <laughs> kisses the face off him, then she's like, you know, what does she say? I think like, it's kind of insulting to look so surprised, and he's just like, whoa, you know what I mean? It's like there's no, it's like, it's the way you would portray young people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Finally getting together, kind of thing. Like I love that though. She, he's like, I like the lights on. <laughs> like go home and turn them on <laughs> i love that so much and i was looking for quotes whenever i was like doing social media and i was like that's a funny line but i didn't know that he had this door to her so it's even better i was like that's fucking ace uh i laugh very hard at that but um yeah it, but even like the portrayal of the younger uh marriage as well of like the intimacy of it it's like it's you know what I mean it's not it's not like you know oh they're so young and pretty and like everything's great it's like the idea like portraying actual intimacy of someone that you're married to that you've had a child with is like you know that's the kind of thing like because you know how do you how do you portray that and it's in like the little moments of how they talk to each other and stuff and I love that whenever um, he's going out the door. And then he comes back and he's like, "I yeah, because, love that you came
1: back." Because she told him that like he, they hadn't had sex in yeah. ages, and it's like, you know, oh yeah, the kid comes, goes outside, and starts <laughs> yeah, raining, uh, the, bur- the porch, and it's his so slippers are like in. Oh, yeah, like he goes and puts his jacket on <laughs> and everything. I was it's, like,
0: is the kid gonna run away? I was like, no, no, he's just going outside.
1: And uh, <laughs> also going back to that 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 scene in New York that they like thread her, uh, like tear her to shreds because she doesn't have a job. Yeah. Uh, Like I was thinking about it because it's a, like a character with like such drive as Emma has. I think that part of it is like, it's that scene again of her going to go upstairs yeah, and comes down. It's because her mom didn't have a job. Yeah. So she wants to compete, be the better mom. Yeah. She has more kids. Yeah. <laughs> because her mom could, only had one. Yeah. And she realized the, the loneliness that she had or whatever. But every time it's like that <laughs> she has to uh, pregnant mom
0: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I think the way they deal with the passage of time is really good as well because yeah. even though like she kind of ages it's not you know I think like the oldest kid seems to be that age for quite a while yeah. but it doesn't it doesn't bother me I'd rather that than bad makeup you know what I yeah. mean and it's more in her performance than anything else because like she seems so young at the start yeah. and even like when they've had the first baby and everything and then you know she's pregnant again they still seem so young but like I think it's funny at the end because, like, you know, not that many years have passed because, like, the oldest kid is, what, 12? Yeah.
1: Maybe what age is... Yeah, maybe? 12. Yeah, I'd say. So, like... Like, 10, 11, I'd no. say, because he's still not yeah. into girls that is, like... Yeah, <laughs> still, like I'm, not, nice fr- I'm not afraid
0: of girls. I'm not afraid of girls. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Your mother
1: is dying. And you're just, like... <laughs> And no. it's such a real moment Because it's like That's, that's it. what a kid would say he, like, doesn't,
0: he doesn't give in as well You know what I mean Which I like and she's, But she knows I love what, he, what she says to him Because she's like You're going to regret this And you're going to feel bad That you didn't you didn't say that you love me. And she's like, but don't feel bad about it because I know that you do. And it's oh, like, like Jesus okay. I was, like, tearing
3: you just, up here, I was oh. like,
0: you literally just solved, you literally just like cut out all the years of therapy yeah. that that poor kid was going to have to have. Like, I'll be able to make peace with that. Of like, you know what I mean? Of like, Rick, and she's like, the, what she says as well? it's, like the, the memories of that we had. She's like, remember when we did this and like, think about that years yeah. from now. Don't think about this moment and how you let yourself down. Don't think about that. You know what I mean? Of, like, Where she's not trying to force him to be a grown-up. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's none of that. It's like, you know, no, no, you're still a child and that's okay. But in the future don't you fucking worry about this I also love
1: that scene when the the, uh, John Lithgow pays for their groceries and then she's she wants to flirt with him and the kid is like there and she's like get in the car get in the car go to the car stand next to the car and like just starts (laughs) shouting like (laughs) right over him like runs him off like a rabid dog and then like goes back to John Lithgow like nothing happened like John
0: Lithgow's just like oh okay like oh he's so cute as well it's
1: like (laughs) like their affair begins with just hand holding and looking into each other's eyes
0: she's like you know we're only thinking about sending he's like i'm glad that you're thinking about it though i love that when he's talking about his wife as well and like she's so frank because she's just like did you ever think about her being on top and he's like oh no she'd never do that and she's like have you asked her and he's like 600 times like it's so like it's it's so frank and it's like it's mad that this is 1983. And it's yeah. like, like, people like, but it's not done in a kind of a like, wink, wink kind of way either. You know what I mean? It's like, it's real because it's like, this is the way people talk about things like this. You know what yeah. I mean? It's the way people feel about things like this. Of, of like, yeah, and I think it's, like, the intimacy not just of, like, you know, married people, but also of, like, whenever, you know, it's your mother, yeah. you know what I mean? Of that, you, like, of someone that you've literally known for your entire life, you've gone through all the fucking phases, you know? It's, like, it's like it, it's, just, it's just so nice, it's, like, nicely portrayed, but not, uh, not on, like, sentimental... Yeah. You know, because... Even, like, like this,
1: the little digs that she gives her mom, like, when the... the so cutting. When the... uh they're like saying goodbye because they're moving to Nebraska or wherever the fuck they're moving. first yeah. it's Nebraska, isn't
0: it? No, they go to Iowa or um, Iowa first. Iowa first yeah. When they Des
1: Moines. <laughs> when they're going to to Des Moines, the 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 housemaid uh, Sharon McLean Aurora's housemaid in comes in as well and uh, she goes make sure the mom drops you home because she's <laughs> such a cold bitch that it's like yeah walk to the edge of town where we live <laughs> you know like the, yeah. but I, I love the moment when uh, like that you mentioned only when Jack Nicholson like leaves yeah is that there's so much warmth. When they she pulls up with the kids, yeah, and, her, and Shirley McLean <throat> just runs at her, yeah. you know, like, and it reminded me of when the uh, when I came, when I moved to Ireland, yeah, I was like what thirteen was a year after I watched this movie. funnily <laughs> enough, um, that my mom came here uh, like about eight months before we did, yeah, uh, and uh, she. Like when she moved over as well, we didn't know when we would see her because we didn't know if it would take her like six months to say for us to go. It could take a year, two Mm -hmm. years. We didn't know. It could be that we just were for the like proper like third world ship because unfortunately Uruguay is still like that. There could have been one of those relationships that you just stay in your grandparents' house. And your mother just sends money because she is able to like live by herself Mm. and have extra money to send, uh, and that money would mean a lot more in Uruguay than here, let's say. So we didn't know. And then uh, she
2: podcast could have never been. Yeah,
1: and uh, she she worked extremely hard, and she got a job and uh, got a promotion like within Mm. six months, and then she got enough money, rented a house, and brought us over. I think was. Eight months apart, kind of thing. It's
0: a long time, though, when you're
1: a yeah. kid. Yeah, and also like she was alone here as so, well. Uh, like bravest thing that I've ever it seen is somebody crazy. do. It, like, yeah. Like and that's... also, she didn't have money for a flight back to Uruguay. She had money for like two weeks. Yeah. Of accommodation here, and that's it. She had like a thousand euro. Jesus. And. Uh, Mad, but mad, like she even had brave when when she got the job. She had to get like, I think she had to get like advance so she could rent a place. Yeah, like a room (laughs) of (laughs) sorts. And then, but yeah, like, but the thing is that when we were moving over here, me, me and my brother, like, got the flight over by ourselves uh like we're kids so like you know you go and uh like recommend it so like the airline is looking after you so yeah. you're put like a little room with other kids and stuff like that and uh we get to ireland and like they drop you in immigration and mm. then you're off in your own kind of thing you know <laughs> so we're like doing immigration we're like yeah my mom is just like on the other side or whatever and we get, you know, in Dublin Airport, the arrivals they had, like, the little, yeah. like, bar It's there. very
0: Richard Curtis. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> My mom is, like, right in the middle of the barrier. Yeah. So she can be, like, looking straight at the door. And uh, it's really busy coming out. So we had to go, like, on the other side kind of thing. Mm. And then we're waving at her and she's just looking at us with this like really angry face. <laughs> and there was no like f- telephones, mobile phones at the time, whatever. So we didn't communicate during the trip. Yeah. It was like, oh, we're leaving. We rang her when we were leaving my granny's house and then we arrived like two days later. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? And me and my, bro- my brother turns to me and goes like, oh, oh we're already fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like, What did we forget? What did we do? Whatever. <laughs> And, uh, we go around and we, like we go around to like the back where like the, the group yeah. of people are it's uh, a big long thing yeah, yeah. Like- and there was like <clears throat> loads of people there as well so I get to the back and uh, we were just expecting my mom to like go and meet us there and nothing and then we walk over to my mom and we tap her on the shoulder because she's still facing the door and she lets out the like biggest scream ever and starts like hugging us and crying because like like in fairness, this like it's a good moment to cry. But like my mom would cry when like <laughs> like portrait and like yeah. uh, comes out okay and uh, like the portrait of the year yeah, show mean, like, in Sky One I would or I,
0: I would cry in that situation. And I'm not a crier. So. And
1: uh, she's like, and we were like, oh, what did you? Why did you like? looked so angry. She's like, "Oh, I know. It's that I was so emotional to to get to the airport that I came like hours earlier and I forgot my glasses at home. Uh, so I couldn't see you guys." Uh, <laughs> and I, she was like squinting <laughs> because oh, was, no. but like but like I this but this moment <laughs> in the movie really captures that yeah. that kind of like, oh, my God, I haven't seen my kids. And like, and no matter, like, even when we go to Uruguay, my granny's the same with us and my mom. It's yeah. like, no matter how old you get, if you spend like an extended time away, yeah it becomes that kind of like, even if you're in constant communication over the phone or whatever, like nothing beats that one to one kind of thing. And it's a long winded exactly what you mean. It's a long winded. Um, <laughs> it's a long winded to get to like that. That's a moment of like real truth. Yeah. In the, in the movie. And it's like, yeah, it's it's the amazing thing about melodramas. I feel in movies it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, because it, melodramas are not ashamed of emotions. Is that they're able to really get to the truth of those emotions in the way that other movies that try to be more serious, quote unquote, can't get to. Yeah. And I think that the movie also, like you said, is uh, particularly well served by the uh, sense of humor that it has. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise it would become too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's because it is so goofy. Yeah, like I mean, the bit whenever they're in the car on the fucking beach, and then he falls in. Yeah, and he's like, if you wanted to get me on your my back, you should have just asked.
1: And then he gropes her, and it's like, <laughs> like why did no. you have to ruin it? Um, I I do think that like um, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the ending and the 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 wake in the house. Yeah, it's like the moment that you realize, like not only like how well they drawn the characters, because you f- you miss them. Um, mm like you really do miss her presence there, yeah. And then you realize like how like Flap is flawed, but also like his heart is in a good place, even though he's a fuck up, yeah. And like how like her friend is like hugging him, consoling him, mm. and I love the moment that like Jack Nicholson just goes to Danny DeVito and like shakes his hand and it's like how are you, or whatever, because all these people are connected, are connected, and also like they saw him grow up yeah they were there kind of thing they They're were like kind of like you know standing a so. little bit yeah and then i loved the bit when the kid goes to because he's so because he's in granny's house and granny's insane <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, jack nicholson tells him like do you want to go for a swim in my swimming pool and uh the kid goes oh, i don't think it's the right moment because he's so like he's that age that you know when something is important. Uh, Yeah. And you're trying to be the adult kind of thing. Yeah. And Jack Nicholson, like, reads the room going, like, nobody's going to care. Like, this is, like, it's fine. Let's, like... It's
0: okay. We we can get you out of this for a little while. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it always, like, and it's such a, like... Small thing, but when you see Jack Nichols in the beginning of the movie <laughs> and you see him do that at the end, it's so human and it's like the 20 years, like you said, that it's like also the the, the fact that there were night when she goes in to like say, Do you want me to take me for lunch? You told me like five years yeah, ago that, that they didn't like even communicate really for like those yeah. extra five years, and it's like she's
0: just been spying on them through her neck curtains, yeah, and it,
1: it could have like look what you've been missing out for so long but at the same time is that without those five years it wouldn't have worked out the way that it did and i think that like it is a movie really that like it's not something that i believe personally but at the same time it's a nice thing to see like depicted that way is that things get to a stage to the things work out yeah that like even like a tragedy like uh the death or whatever, the kids will have a father figure that is better,
3: yeah, than because, Flap. Yeah. A mother
1: fi- figure that, even though she's crazy, she's also going to be balanced by Jack Nicholson. Yeah, and I think that part of her flaws as a mother were uh, that it was being just single her. mother yeah. and she's trying to hold it all together, kind of thing. Mm. And even like the garden, like again, it's like, like that scene when she's just sitting in the in <laughs> the little flower, <laughs> and you're looking at thing. it,
0: and it's like, but even like how. Like, oh, God, one of the, <laughs> I love so much. Is where, like, they get into the car and then, like, her hair, which is, like, completely ripped off in Bridget Jones's diary and multiple other things, by the way, um, uh, where she just goes in and she's like, oh, and she just takes off the wig. <laughs> yeah. It's so perfect. It's and
1: just, there's so much uh, better with it. Yeah, the, I know. Like it's their... like, you look like
0: yourself now. Yeah. But I thought even whenever he gets to the motel and he sees her and she's not wearing any makeup, but it's, like, she looks really... Like, because obviously Shirley MacLaine is a like, very, very beautiful woman. And, you know, but at the same time, like...
1: Warren Beatty's sister, she is. Is she? Yeah. Her full name is Shirley MacLaine Beatty, Beatty or whatever. Like... I did
0: not know that. That's so weird.
1: Yeah, they don't look at all. At <laughs> no! All.
0: That's, that's really strange. I need to look that up. Um, <laughs> Warren Beatty's sister. Um...
1: This is the moment in the movie that I have to say that this movie has a sequel. What? And it's... Widely regarded as an awful movie Because it does everything that this movie does wrong Oh my god uh, And uh, oh my god. I, I just oh my god. Really want to watch it as like An you, experiment you kind of thing You are
0: blowing my mind Are you serious? What's yeah, it I'll called? Yeah I'll tell you Oh my god <laughs> Obviously not directed by James L. Brooks Or
1: And the the sequel is called uh The Evening Star
0: What <laughs> More details please.
1: Okay, it's uh, directed by Robert Harling that I've never heard of before. Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it has Shirley MacLaine, Bill Paxton, Juliet Lewis, Miranda Richardson. Juliet Lewis. Like Jack Nicholson is on it, in it as well. Um, oh, god. takes place about 15 years after the original. Oh god. And it's about her relationship with her three grandchildren. And the best friend, the Patsy. Oh, God. And the housekeeper. Uh, the reception says here that it has a 23% rating oh, on Rotten and Tomatoes. <laughs> and uh, Roger Ebert just called it a completely unconvincing sequel, awarding it only one and a half stars of a possible four.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus jesus
1: and it's not based on a sequel book by like it's just completely unsourced or whatever that sounds awful but like it's one of those like it's hilarious because jack nicholson like he he made the load like this like is a sequel to a film that you wouldn't that nobody knows that there's a sequel to yeah no and also did you know that jack nicholson only starred but also directed the sequel to chinatown what yeah it's called The Two Jakes
2: what
0: I can't handle this this is too much <laughs> what Rotten Tomato score does that have
1: let's have a look
0: what is the sequel about
1: I do it has 68% further, corrupt-
0: further corruption interesting
1: It's uh, it has 68% All right, and uh, Empire gave it 4 out of 5 stars but like the poster at least is pretty good <laughs>
0: yeah that's really good that's like so of its time as well jesus christ that's so funny no like i i really enjoyed it like i really did it was it was nuts but i really liked it in the way that like cirque is nuts you know yeah. what I because mean? it's just it's so everything is heightened but no it's real there's such a warmth to this film and like that's the thing we say a lot but i mean you know you can watch films with characters that you don't like or that are awful, or whatever, and you can still somehow relate to them, and this is the movie where you like the characters, and you can relate to them, and it's not just, like, this sort of cotton wool idea of, like, you know, oh, middle class suburbia, or whatever, it's like, you you feel for these people, all of the characters, um, and that's, that's a, for something that's this long, and it's very character-driven, like, it's important. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, I liked it.
1: And it flies by as so well, Oh yeah, it has yeah, a, yeah. a very, it's well very well-paced, and yeah. uh, the like it's, I think it's helped by its passage of time because mm. it's always moving and something is always like there's always a development happening. Let's say, Uh
0: yeah. So on that note, what was your favorite thing?
1: Uh, I think is uh, Shirley McLean's performance. Like, uh, do you think that everything, like obviously a movie that is written, directed, and produced by one man, like a huge credit has to go to mm. James Brooke. And I think as well, without having read, but having read other works by uh, Mark Motry, I. I think that um, it is... Like, he's working off a very good base start. But, like... Uh, like, Marmucho's books are very... Like, they're very adaptable because he's a cinematic like writer. Like, uh, I'm not surprised that, like, Last Picture Show and Lonson Dove did so well as well. Mm. Uh, but I think that the movie only works because Shirley McLean is in there. Yeah. Because you get any other actor there, it ruins it. Like, <laughs> like imagine even, like, somebody that, like... Who'd be around like that era, the, be like that age, let's say, that could have, uh, like, Please. yeah, like, um, mm. I know, yeah, you uh. know, like, it, it, it could have been, like, I think that she's really, really well served mm. by having worked with, like, like especially in the apartment Mm. that is like she knows how to do comedy yeah but she also knows how to do drama and like she's one of those great actors in a way that i think that sometimes the best performances are by comedians taking serious roles that's why like jim carrey when he nails it he nails it because yeah
0: or robin williams yeah yeah Yeah,
1: robin williams in in particular because uh, comedy in itself it's so you have to have an understanding of hu- human humanity as well yeah to to have it so you know and also is that you're able to do a serious role without uh, devoiding it of a comedic purpose mm. It's something that like a lot of other characters I think actors would have uh, got in this role and think it's a comedic role it's bigger than life. Let's say not that it's the similar characters. But compare this with anything that Whoopi Goldberg has done. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that is like, yeah. I really like Whoopi Goldberg. Like, I love her in Ghost. I love Sister Act. Oh, I love Sister Act. Uh, I like Sister Act 2 as well because of the pun in the title, Back in the Habit. Uh, but <laughs> the thing is that Whoopi Goldberg, like, it never bought her as the, the main character in the movie. Yeah. Even though I, I do love the movie that she did, that uh, it's about like dinosaur detectives and there's like uh with like uh what? Yeah yeah, I'll show you now one second. Jesus
0: Christ, we've really lifted on a rock here and like
1: <laughs> it's called Theodore Rex. And it does have the greatest poster of all time. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm going to need a moment. (laughs) Thank you for those gifts. Um.
1: (laughs) I I am quite proud that I've managed to put Theodore Rex in a discussion about (laughs) terms of endearment.
0: (laughs) We need a Kevin Bacon, that fucking thought process. Uh, My favorite thing, uh, I think, is the script. I think because I mean we haven't even talked about the fact that this is a directorial debut and I know that like he's a producer and everything and but I mean this is it's so solid it like every part of it like if, how he works with the actors of like everything together it's it feels very complete there's nothing there's nothing third draft about this yeah like, this is this is a movie that was fucking well crafted and well directed so like it's just even it, the
1: cinematography even though it's like completely uh not in your face yeah there's a lot of memorable shots yeah which like for this kind of movie it's welcome and surprise. it's not
0: massively 80s either yeah. I think like, it feels quite <clears throat> I think you're saying about feeling out of time I think because so many you know, char- like, of the like of like that, her and also Jack Nicholson's characters like they live in this very like the street the house has been there forever His yes, house has been there forever you get the feeling of past there of like yeah. the, of America of like American suburbia of like how those like the creation of those kind of suburbs and stuff so I think even like his car as well you know there's something there's something oddly vintage about everything yeah um but uh yeah, I think even the cinematography reflects that as well. So it, it didn't like it didn't it didn't stand out as like, you know, eighties. There's no yeah. synth in this movie, which I think Unfortunately <laughs> this
1: would be amazing.
0: Greatly, greatly appreciated. Um but yeah, it's just it's it's like the dialogue it's so sharp like when you want like it's not surprising that he went on to make broadcast news then because that's a movie that is like 90 percent just like quip 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 but they're not just like there for the sake of it they're they're very much of the characters everything Shirley MacLaine says feels like that it you know like this is just like representative of her outlook on life of how all her interactions with people how she deals with Emma and everything it like it feels It's hilarious, but also very real. It's the kind of funny shit that people say. (laughs) Which sounds ridiculous, but being able to actually translate real life into a script and then make that script into a movie that it feels real despite the fact that, you know, I wasn't alive in 1983. I don't live in you and Houston? it's so rare to see you even know.
1: back then uh, like again uh, we go back to the mid-budget movie yeah. being dead but even back then like the there were not a lot of movies about just life. Yeah. You know it's uh,
0: But y- that feel as vast as this Yeah. Like
1: it feels like an epic. Yeah. But mm-hmm. at the same time it's like my feeling uh, watching it it's the same why I love David Lean's pictures. Yeah. That you watch like Bridge on the River Kwai or Lawrence of Arabia or Dr. Zhivago that at the end of the movie, you feel that you went on a journey with the characters that you can't, imi- like you see, like, you don't know where they changed. But when you see their faces at the end of the movie, mm. is a different person than in the beginning of the movie, but it's the same character. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this movie really nails it in that, like, uh,
0: it's, it's just it's it's there's an absence of like moviness to this, and in it a way. doesn't
1: feel episodic as well, no. which is very hard to do. Like if you compare this to something like Forrest Gump, that has like an equal very time clear, span kind of thing.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I just it, I think the script is is incredible, and
1: um, what was your least favorite thing? Um,
0: I don't know. I like, think... Because there's not really anything that I would, like, take out. Yeah. Um.
1: I have one thing okay, that is, is me wrong. I, I didn't like that Patsy only wants to take the girl. I, like, even yeah, though she... Like, I said that it was not very Patsy-like, you know. a bit weird, yeah. Because she just wanted to separate the kids. And I don't think... Yeah, like, Patsy seems to be, I like... Don't think that you would yeah. do that, like... But at the same time, it's like... I think that would have been better if she had said... Like, Patsy had said, okay... Uh, I don't think your mother is capable to look after three kids, yeah. and I don't think Flap is able to look after three kids. How about each of one each of us take one kid and I'll take the girl instead of being like, I only want her. I only want her. yeah,
0: that that's actually a good point. I forgot about that. yeah, that is
1: the only thing that sits out of character, I think, mm. and also because it happens while the, everything is happening, yeah, it kind of like just. It's like this little, like, you know when somebody's, like, doing, like, an amazing guitar solo and he just barely misses, like, a note? Yeah. And just, you notice. Yeah. Even though it's, like, Jimmy Page live or whatever. It's like, okay, the heroin is kicking in. Oh, there
0: we go. <laughs> Jimmy. Um, yeah, I think that, yeah, that's probably mine as well. Cause I can't really think of anything else. Because uh, even, like, the opening... It was just at the time. Yeah. So I wasn't prepared. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So then literally I kind of sat down and I was like, right, okay, you know, notebook on my knee, glass of wine, right, let's go. And like, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh no. But then, you know, the whole thing, it moves along and I was like, no, I actually really like this. I think probably, probably the, the scene whenever they're like on the mattress chatting really like brought me into it, I think. When yeah. Like after they've moved, I think. Uh, I also do love the scene whenever... They're driving away And she's like Drive slow And Flop just Put his (laughs) foot foot To the floor Like
2: um, Absolutely
1: (laughs) belted Like with the With the little trolley In the background Can't
0: wait the other way For your mother Um, But yeah No I did I really liked it Thank you I enjoyed it I'm
1: glad glad. So Orla uh, What's next week's film
0: Next week's film Is Beast From I'm gonna say 2017 I'm fairly sure it's 2017 At least
1: it's in um, the Twenties or whatever The fuck you we call this decker
0: I'm just I'm filling in Your blind spots Your recent yeah. blind spots um, Yeah So Where can they find us You can day? find
1: us on Facebook The Recommendation Game On Twitter At The Rack Game On the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud You can also See us on Dublin See di- us <laughs> di- Listen to us On Dublin <laughs> no Digital stream. Radio Every Monday 11 to 12 uh, You can also uh, If you want to support Independent Radio Please support The Dublin Digital Radio Patreon Patreon and that's about it, I think. Uh, or email at the recommendation game at gmail.com. Ooh, cool. uh, yeah, that's everything for today, I think. Fabulous. Uh, thank you for listening.
2: See you next week. I was recorded. I was horribly